such an awesome God. And it's our offering time. Amen. Amen. It's, it's another part of our worship. Amen. And I won't be before you long this morning, but I do want to share uh, a couple of things with you. If you have your Bibles, if you have your um, iPad, if you have your phone or your tablet, whatever you have, I want you to go with me real quick to the book of Deuteronomy. And I want you to find the 20. Uh, ninth chapter of Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, and I want you to find the 29th verse, Deuteronomy 29 and 29, and then we're going to read also Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I want you to take a look at these two scriptures here, and then I have another one I'm going to share with you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and then I'm going to just give you some uh, insight into what it is God wants to do with your giving, Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. Something, something supernatural, supernatural. Always, always, always happens when I give. Amen, amen, amen. Something supernatural always happens when I give. God understood this, which is why he gave us Jesus. Because in giving us Jesus, he did not just give up one son, but he not only gained that son back, but he gained many more sons. The same is true with your giving. When you give, you don't just release something out of your hand. You literally sow a seed that, don't, that not only does the seed come back to you, but the harvest as well. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, it says the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But all of those things which are revealed or have been revealed belong unto us and to our children's children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. In other words, God says this uh, to the people of the Old Testament. And the Bible says that the Old Testament was written for our learning. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. neighbor. The, Old the Old Testament was written, was written. for our learning. And so in our learning, what we learn is there are some secret things that God has. And as a result of those secret things, those who don't know them can't take part with them. But he says there are some things that were secret that have now been revealed. He says and once they've been revealed to you, they don't just belong to you, but they belong to you and your children. And as long as they keep teaching it to their children forever. He said, there are some secrets that belong to you. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. There, are there are some things that I know that everybody don't know. Yeah, there's some things, there are some things, there are some things that you know that you have been taught through the word of God that everybody don't know. There are some things you know that can work for your advantage, amen? And then the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he says, I call heaven and earth to record or to record this day against you that death, uh, blessing 
and cursing are set before you. He says, I have set before you life and death. I have set before you blessing and I've set before you cursings. He says, and you're going to have to choose. I love this. He says, but in the event you don't know which one to pick, choose life. life. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Every time time. I I participate in giving. I am am participating participating in life. life. Amen, somebody. Every time. But why? Because every time I give, something supernatural happens. So every time I give, I am participating in life. Now, the Bible says this in in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. If you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we're not going to read all of those verses, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Verse 1 through 6, the Apostle Paul is talking, or he's writing a letter, and he's talking about the church of Macedonia. And what he says about them is he says, hey, there's this church in Macedonia. He says, and the people of Macedonia are poor. He says, but one of the things the people in Macedonia understand is that they may be poor today, but their giving will make them rich. He says, that is the secret thing that the other seven churches didn't know. Because the other seven churches had more money than the Macedonian church when they started off. But the Bible, if you read over in Revelations, tell you that the Macedonian church became the most prosperous church. Why? Because in those six verses is revealed a secret. And here is the secret. That if you first give yourself to God, if you first take everything to who you are and you give it to God, and then you couple that with your giving, God will make all grace abound to you. And that where you started won't be where you ended. (laughs) See, there are some things that have been revealed to you. But until you participate in them, they don't actually belong to you. They don't belong to you because you intellectually know it. See, it it doesn't belong to you because you can can repeat the scripture. It belongs to you when you participate. He says, the day I set before you death. Blessings and cursings. You get to choose which one you participate with. He didn't say you get to choose which one you know. He said you get to choose which one you participate with. And so if you begin to read verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, what you find out is that the Macedonia church said this. Listen, we gave out of our poverty because even though we didn't have much to give, we knew that whatever we gave, God would do something supernatural with it. And so Paul picks up in verse 7, and here's what he says in verse 7. He says, but just as you have abounded in everything, he says, you have abounded in your faith, you have abounded in utterance, you have abounded in knowledge, and you have abounded in all earnestness. He says, you have abounded in the love that we inspired in you. He says, now see, because he's writing to the other church, he says, now see, Because you've abounded in all of these things. He says, do not forget to abound in this grace also. What was the grace he was talking about? The grace of giving. He said, "Don't, don't, don't brag about your faith. Don't brag about how much knowledge you got. He said, if you're going to abound in those things, make sure you abound in your giving as well. Because it's just important as your faith. See, the Bible says that faith without is So the fact that you say you got faith, but you don't give when it's time to give don't mean you got any faith. It just means you know a scripture. It don't mean you actually have any faith. It just means you know how to read. He says, no, if you want to demonstrate your faith, then when you get the opportunity to demonstrate your faith, participate in it. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, Neighbor. now's the time time. to show my faith. 
Yeah, this morning is an opportunity for you to show your faith. And I want to give you seven things real quick of what happens when you show your faith. When you demonstrate your faith in giving, here are the seven things that happen. Number one, giving creates in you a heart just like God. Why? Because the Bible says that God so loved the world that he what? He gave. He didn't just give scraps. He gave his only begotten son. So number one, giving creates in me a heart just like God. Number two, giving draws me closer to God. Somebody says, well, how does giving draw me closer to God? The Bible says that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's why some of you love dealers. That's where your treasure is. He says, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Number two, giving draws me closer to God. Number three, giving is the antidote to materialism. Giving is the antidote to materialism. Let me give you a scripture that. 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Here's what he says. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put hope in their wealth, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. He says, command them to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they take hold of a life that is truly life. Remember when I said you, whenever you participate in giving, you participate in life? He says, I put before you what? Death, blessings, and cursings. But in case you don't know which one to choose, choose life. He says, charge those who are rich among you not to be high-minded. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. neighbor. Say, it is, it is. The, will the will of God for me, for me. To, be rich. to be rich. Mm-hmm. See, some of y'all struggle. Some of, ah, ah, some of y'all struggle. We don't say it again. Say, neighbor. neighbor. It, is it is the will. The of my God for me to be rich. Uh-huh. About three of y'all got it that time. We're going to do it one more time. Say neighbor. Uh, tell your other neighbor. Say neighbor. It is the will of God for me to be naturally rich. Woo, yeah. Yeah. How do I know? How do I know? Because he said, charge those who are rich among you. He was preaching to a church. He said, charge those in the church who are rich among you. I'm the rich. He says, charge them not to be high-minded, not to trust in their riches. Tell them to put their hope in me while they're rich. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you do not have to be broke just to trust God. You do not. You do not have to be broke just to trust God. You can be rich and trust God. So, number three, giving is the antidote to materialism. Number four, giving strengthens my faith. When I give, I get to demonstrate what I'm saying I have. Giving is like lifting weights in a gym. Every time you lift weights, you get stronger. Every time you give, your faith grows. Because the Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. In other words, if you give, God ain't going to let you out give him. We used to say in the coaching church, you can't beat no matter 
Y'all been to church before. You can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. The more you give, listen now, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you just, so, so no matter what you're going through, just keep on giving. Because it's what, Chris? Because it's really true. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all now, you cannot beat God's giving, no matter how hard you try. So, giving strengthens your faith. It's like lifting weights, amen? Number five, giving is an investment in eternity. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 18 and 19, it says, instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous, and ready to share. Listen, you know why God wants his folks loaded? Do y'all know? Do y'all know why God wants you to have a lot? He wants you to have a lot because he trusts you. If God can trust you, he wants to put resources into your hand because you become a good steward. So when God needs to bless somebody, he ain't got to worry about who he needs to talk to. He's like, oh, I know somebody who's a great steward. Kedron, I need you to give them $10,000. Kedron, like, cool, it's your money anyway. Here you go. But you can't give what you don't have. So you got to get this mentality that God wants me rich. I, I can feel it. I can feel it coming on. The first of the year, ooh-wee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I already know what he's talking about in 2019. Listen, God will say that. Say, God, God wants me rich. Some of y'all not even comfortable saying it yet. You're not even comfortable saying it yet. Sometimes you got to say it to convince yourself of it. I ain't talking about no fake it till you make it. I mean, you literally have to say what God has said so that all of the stuff that has gotten in your mind can get replaced. Say, God, God wants me loaded. Listen, you don't have to wait to see it show up in somebody else's life before you believe it. You can claim it right now. Now, 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 now here's what I always tell Rich is up to you. Rich is up to you. Rich is up to you. But God wants you rich. Why does God want you rich? Because he wants you to be able to do good works to those who need it. Say it like this. Say God wants water to people. To people. Say, I am, I am the water hose. The water hose. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wants, he, listen, when you turn on the water faucet and the hose is hooked up to it, the hose doesn't determine, I don't want water to flow through me today. The hose is just there for the water to flow. It's a tool. So wherever, wherever it's directed, it shoots water wherever. I'm going to give you these last two and get out your way, but let me help you real quick. The Bible says that the Lord will cause men to give into your bosom. And we love that scripture. We say, yes, Lord, let somebody give into my bosom. 
But do you know that you don't have to be the one who is getting? You don't always have to be the one who is getting. He said, I'll cause man to get. Say, say Lord, make me the man. Make me the man. Make me the person who is always able to give and not always having to receive. Make me the man, Lord. It strengthens your faith. Number six, giving blesses you in return. Giving blesses you in return. You say, Lord, make me the man. If your heart is to make you the man, you're not concerned about the getting. God takes care of that part. The Bible says this in Proverbs 11 and 25. It says a generous man will always prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. He says, listen, you find somebody who need to be blessed and you bless them. Ain't no way I'm going to let you go without. Ain't no way. You, you are never going to end up short when you partner with God. You are never going to end up short when you partner with God. And then number seven, the last thing about giving if you're a true giver, giving makes you happy. Yeah. Acts, t Acts 20 and 35 says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Why? Because he understood that the empowerment isn't on the receiving end, it's on the giving end. Because if I'm always just receiving, I'm dependent upon somebody else. Oh, but if he makes me the man. If he makes me the man and watch this, he won't just make you the man to be the giver. He'll make you the man to be the giver. But he says, I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches. So not only do you get your all of your needs met, he's allowing you to be the need meter. So this morning, as you get ready to give, I want you to consider those seven things. I want you to remember that scripture over there in Deuteronomy 30 and 19. It says, hey, today I set before you life and death. Blessings and cursings. And if you don't know which one to choose, choose life. So this morning when you get ready to give, whether you're giving online through push pay, whether you're writing a check, whether you're giving in cash. Well, no, it's not about the amount. It's about your obedience. I can't stress that enough. Someone, I had a pastor tell me, if you stop telling people that they give more, that's a lie. I, 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 how do I know? Because he tells his people that and y'all give more than they do. And he got more people. I don't have to trick you. I don't have to scheme you. I don't have to do it. All I got to do is tell you what the word says. And if you love God, you'll obey the word. And we'll have everything that we need. Amen. And so this morning, as you get ready to give, I want you to stand to your feet. I want to pray over you. And before I pray, I want you to say one more time. Say, Lord, I thank you for making me. Rich. Yeah. Come on and give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You can come. You can give at this time. Father God, I ask that you will bless every person who has given on today. I ask you that you would take their seed. You will multiply it back to them in abundance. I ask every tither who has given on today, God, that you would take the devourer and rebuke him for their sakes. I thank you in the name of Jesus that every door is open. We thank you that every window is open. We thank you that everything they need is being received in the name of Jesus. There is no shortage in this house. There is no shortage in their house. There is no shortage where their kids are concerned. Everything they need, they have in abundance. In Jesus' name, amen. Now come on and give the Lord some praise, amen.